you know what, Steve? The best colour of all is ivory. And most, if you go into the local retailers, you'll find that most of the, the mounts are ivory or white. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. We've been chatting for a little while off air and we probably thought it was about time that we actually uh, <laughs> started recording. Yes, we've always got so much to talk about, you and I, and, uh, and Mum, and we, we right we, chatterboxes. We on. get distracted, don't we, quite, quite easily, <laughs> with other I, topics. I, I very often in the morning, uh, w- w- when we get up, up our state, nine o'clock, we sort of have a cup of tea, and we always sort of sit down, chat about what's going to go on today, and so on. And very often it can stretch on to two hours. And <laughs> I, I said, aren't we supposed to be going out <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? I think mean, it's wonderful to, to talk. And there's so many th- subjects that we... We've talk. always got something to talk about. That's Well, that's the interesting bit, isn't it? Which, which I suppose is sort of contradicting of why we're deciding to wind down the podcast, but it's not art-related <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, some of it is. Mum and I, I mean, Mum, the, the three of us are involved in the business, so we, we do have our little uh, catch-ups. Yes, but uh, no, are you steering clear of the colds up your end, Steve? The cold? Yes, colds. No, not colds. As in sniffles. As in sniffles. Yes. Um, I've been pretty good. Good. Well, down this way, we, we seem to have a spate of it. Um, sister Vicky went down today with it, and uh, I know a good friend of mine. He's gone down. A very, very uh, nasty one. He's it's actually, one of those things, isn't it? I think yeah. if you say that there's a cold going around, people will get colds. I think you might be right. Uh, it hadn't hit me yet, or mum, so we're, we're, we're staring clear. But, yeah, no, the families and, uh, you know, uh, your brother, Justin's family, have all got, got it. And it seems there's quite a few uh, colds around. I didn't know whether you were no, okay, no, your I'm end. All, I'm all right. I, I had a little something like, this is not really important to anyone listening, <laughs> but I'm healthy, I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, I think people are very People don't want to hear about my yours, health. Yours and my health. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure we're still there. Most of the grindstone or to the, um, the pastel pencil. Yes. My face and you with the computer. My yeah, goodness, yeah. you're busy. Wow. Ooh. You know, we talked about last week, we said the podcast, we're going to have to curtail this, folks, because we're getting so busy. My goodness, last week. You've excelled yourself, haven't you? Well, people are starting to I probably realise, like why we're having to <laughs> because there's yes. lots there's tons that i want to talk about today as well there's, there's tons of uh new initiatives that we're sort of bringing out now um new features and obviously a ton of new projects so mm. there's a there's quite a lot to cover but well, we've had some really nice comments about last week's show and about the uh winding down of the podcast and stuff a lot of people are going to yes. miss this uh, nice. but understand and um, I can sort of put everyone's minds at rest when I say that we're not, uh, we're not, you know, we're not gone forever. We're going to stay in touch with everyone. Oh, yes. And do specials. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so the first email I want to talk about today is a, a little success story from Dale. 
He says, uh, Colin, I entered five drawings in the country, in the county fair and won a first for my drawing of the fennel and a third for my Siamese cat portrait. Not bad for an old geezer who started drawing in 2012. Dale. How about that? How about that? Isn't that great? That's, one, that's Dale from, from uh, USA, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I yeah. think you're Dale yes. from the USA, yes. yeah. Yes. Well done, Dale. I, I know he listens to this, so um, well done, sir. He's done excellently. Brilliant. Um, I'm not surprised. I've got to say I'm not surprised because his work, like a lot of our members now, is getting better and better and better. They always compare it. I mean, they can, they're looking at my work and thinking, oh, it's not as good as that. Of course, it can't be as good as that. Look at the experience I've got. However, when other people look at your work, they think quite rightly how good it is. And it is good. I've seen a lot of amateur work. Uh, we see a lot of it in Broadstairs, hanging on the, uh, on the front, on the railings on the front. And some of it is not very good. You know, I don't want to decry people, but it's not very good. But, but you compare our, if, if our members hung all their pictures up there, they'd be going really mad. Yeah. The public would be screaming and saying, wow, this is a revolution in art. That's true. Because it is good, isn't it? I mean, I don't have to explain this to people because they know already from the communities and, and the Facebook and when they see pictures done. And these are the only pictures we see. It, you know, there's a lot of pictures out there that we don't see. Mm -hmm. People don't choose quite rightly. They don't want to keep putting it in front of us. But uh, it's wonderful to see it, and it's wonderful to, for, to see the success that Dale and oh, the others recently have had when they've won first prize. I can't mm. remember, it was very, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. somebody had won first prize. How, how about that? Can't be bad. I mean, how, it's lovely to do what we do, Steve. It's fantastic, and I, I enjoy every minute of uh, using the pencils and producing creative works that we do. But that's... The reason we do it, mm. when you sell pictures like that and someone comes along and says, oh, I'm going to buy that, boy, golly, that's icing on the cake, isn't it? It's very rewarding for us to hear as well that mm. people are you know, using the platform that, that we've built of teaching and the videos and everything like that, and, and we've, mm. used, we've put a platform in front of people to learn from, and that's very rewarding for me and for you to see that people use it and they get such great results from it. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, it is. Mm. Good. Thanks, Dale, for sending that in. Um, the next uh, email comes from David. Hi, Steve. I'm looking to frame my first completed pastel pencil picture and have been reading the advice given on your website and also elsewhere. However, mounting and framing seems to be quite a daunting process and I don't want to get it wrong for my first picture, which I'm quite proud of. I'm looking for a simple solution, so no large or ornate framing for my own pictures, and ideally using ready-made mounting, fixing and frames, rather than having to buy mount cutting equipment, etc. Thanks, David. So uh, it was addressed to me, but I think you're the best person to answer this one. Yes, yes well, I've been, I've been there, done that. You used to be a uh, framer. Framing business and, uh, and so on. And you're absolutely right. I mean, these things are expensive to, uh, to purchase, so I really wouldn't go down that road. It's also a skilled job, and if you get it wrong, and mount cutting is, is not easy to do, even if you've got the, the best equipment. Framing is even worse. That's even more difficult to do. So you don't really need to do that nowadays. A lot of the lot of the firms um, or local firms to us have uh, ready-made frames. In fact, we 
purchased one uh, just a, two weeks ago. Uh, and mum wanted a frame, and then we went, and, and it was great, fantastic. Uh, and I've done this several times, and I have the facilities, or used to, to do the framing, but it's so much easier ready-made. So let's talk about ready-made frames, because I think that would be the better way of going down. If you take a, your picture into a framer to have it done, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, it, will, it will always was quite pricey, but it's probably extortionate now. And there's no need. You can get a, an A4 frame for, I don't know, six, seven pound with a mount and sometimes with a double mount as well. Mm, so wow. there's several things you could do here. The, the problem you've got, of course, is if you do your picture like um, the penguin. Let's take the penguin, for instance. If you were doing the penguin wanted to frame him, it's a sort of upright picture. And you find a mount that is as close as you can. Take a picture along with you or take a print of it, rather. That's as good, good as anything. That's what I used to do. Rather than take the original along, which could get uh, damaged, take a picture, a full-size picture along with you. Then you can offer it up to um, a mount and see how it fits. Sometimes you get the composition, it's not quite right, but not much you can do about that. Uh, but very often you'll find a mount that is just right. And therefore you've got the mount and the frame and the glass with a not a lot of uh, work to do. And these ready-made frames, the back comes off very easily. You just you just pull a little, they've got little pins all the way around and you just pull them back because they're designed so that you can uh, take them out, put your picture in, put them back and you don't have to have these special gums that they use for, and then put a bit of tape around it, bit of masking tape over it and hang it on the wall. It's a very simple thing to do. How, how do you know what colours to pick for your mounts and frames? Do you know what, Steve? The best colour of all is ivory. And most, if you go into the local retailers, you'll find that most of the, the mounts are ivory or white. Um, white can be a bit stark sometimes, especially if it's a, a pastel pencil. But ivory is fine. Ivory works really well. Almost with everything. So that's what I would do. I'd use the ivory mounts. It's safe. Sometimes you get a double mount with a, an ivory outside and a little brown or green uh, inner, inner mount. You know, you get a little slither hmm. uh, that goes against the picture. That's the way round. It's not a good idea to go the other way around. That is the dark on the outside and the light on the inside. Got you. It's all best the other way around. Uh, and then you can, you know... Where were we the other day? Mum saw some beautiful frames, really were, and they weren't expensive. They were really, really reasonable. So that's the way I would go. I'd go down that road. The other thing you could do is you could buy the frame ahead of doing your picture. How's that work, Carl? Well, I'll tell you how it works. Let's say you're doing an A4 picture, uh, you know, one of my A4s. Um, you go and buy an A4 mount. Okay, so you've got the mount and the frame already. When you come to print it off, you can print it just a tiny bit bigger. That's the line drawing I'm talking about. Now, you could print the line drawing just a bit bigger and play with it, because if you've got a printer, and most people have, you can just print that off and then put the mount that you've purchased onto it. 
oh, no, I need it to be a little bit bigger so you can make it a little bit bigger. Right. I see. see what I mean? So yeah. you then compose your picture before you actually do it. Yeah. Before you start it. Then you put the frame away, put the mount away, stick it on your board on the proportions that you've agreed, and then you do the picture. Maybe you need a little bit more bottom or a little more top or a little bit more sides, I don't know, to the picture that I've given you. It's not difficult to do. Nearly all my pictures would would take another centimetre on its height or a centimetre on the side even. So this way you can make sure that your picture is going to fit into the frame that you've got. Mm, that's good advice, that. It, well, it, it's it's the cheapest way, best way most secure way. If you do your picture first and then take it like I suggested, then you may have a little bit of a problem. You might not have a... You, you, know, have, to, you might have to do a bit of hunting. You, yeah, well, I'm just thinking you might find the top and the sides are okay, but you need a little bit more on the bottom and you haven't mm. got it. You, yeah. you can't make that up unless you, unless, you, um, re, unless you sort of add more on the bottom but that doesn't work because i tell you why it doesn't work because if you've taken if you use masking tape like i do and you you've ripped it off you've either destroyed some of the paper or left some of the residue of the masking tape on they yeah. don't work you can't do it that way okay it doesn't work that way you just the best thing to do then is buy a slightly smaller uh, mount got yeah Okay. I hope that so, helps. It's it's the it way does, I yeah. do it. If I if you if I ask myself that question, that's the advice I'd give me and that's the advice I'd take. <laughs> Good. Okay. Good. Brilliant. Okay, thanks. It was a great question. Uh, the next one comes from Sandra. It's another good one. Hi, I'm sure there is a way to answer this question somewhere on your site, but I can't seem to find it. I finished my first ever project and uploaded it somewhere on here. It was the Kelpie. If I said that right, Kelpie. And even though I enjoyed it, I'm a little puzzled about colour. How do you know what colours to use? I know you go from light to dark, but when you look at a picture, how do you know how many colours to use? That comes from Sandra. Right. I've got a very, very simple answer to this one. Whether it be satisfactory to you, I don't know. This is how I do it. Let's say you have your picture in front of you, a photograph, right? And you're going to represent that as best you can on the pastel with the pastel pencils. You look at the base colour that you see. That's the colour that you see. If, let's say, you're looking at uh, a cat, for instance, and you're looking at a stripe, a dark stripe, recognise that dark stripe. What colour is it? Is it black? Is it brown? Whatever. Whatever colour you choose, find a pastel pencil that matches it as close as possible. Once you, and you can do this with every section of the picture, right? Background, uh, eyes, whatever. And you can do it with every subject as well. Okay, that's what you do. So you're looking one pencil, you're looking, you find the closest one you can get to it. So, okay, you, you've got um, a very, very dark brown stripe. Because even if it's black, it wouldn't really be, never be black. But let's say it was a very, very dark brown blacky stripe. That's what you're looking for. So you're looking at black, say. That's the final colour. That's the colour that you see. Now, you've got to make that colour up. You can't just put black on, so you've got to make that colour up. Now, the obvious thing, if you've looked at other pictures of mine, you'll see I'd almost certainly put a grey on to start with. Medium grey. A medium grey. That's exactly right, Steve, a medium grey. Why do you do that? Because you want to start the cushioning job of the black. 
Then you look at the overall tone, and, and this is something you've got to get an eye for. Very often, it's got a bias. Sometimes it's got a sort of bluey bias. I'm talking about the overall photograph now. Sometimes it's got a warm, warmish look. Now, whichever one you choose, you're going to go down either a warm grey route or a cool grey route. If you go down the warm grey route, it's very simple. It's uh, 273. Then you would look, if it was, uh, let's say, I should think 181. You want to get as as quickly as you can to that final colour you're looking for. Okay? That is the black or the brownie black. So let's say it was a brownie black. Therefore, you want the 273. You'd want then a a brown on. And I would suggest something like 175 would work there in this case. They're all warm tones. They are in this one. I'm talking about if it was a brownie colour. Yeah, so you've got to to pick warm uh, colours. That's right. You quickly as you can, you go from 273 to 175 Mm. to the uh, black. Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm simplifying this. Yes, of course. (laughs) There's so many variations. Okay, now now we look at that as if it's, it's a warmer colour. Now as if it's cooler colour. So we now look at... 270? Oh, two, no, two two seven, no, oh, 270 is a light grey, isn't it? Yeah, 233 would be your first colour. on, That's And then you'd use 181 and then you'd use black. Because they're cooler. have a touch of blue as well in it. What kind of blue? It could be a, oh, dark. A, me, a dark blue. It, no, no, it'd have to be a dark blue, something like... Um, one, one five, five one seven. would be a good one. Mm. Or, I mean, you could get away with one four three, but one five one. What I'm giving you now is is just one example of one thing: a black stripe. Let's go alongside this black stripe. If it was a tabby cat, it would have um, a, a lighter stripe as well, or a lighter uh, fur adjacent to it. Therefore, you look at that and you think, what the final colour is? Well, it's kind of like ochre, right? That's the colour we're looking at. Select your colour. Now you've got to start it off, and you start. it's no good starting off with white in a situation like that. You start with ivory. Then you put the ivory on, and then you could use uh, something like uh, 182 would be a good colour. Now you could arrive at that colour very quickly. You might just need a little bit of ivory, a little bit of 182, um, and that could finish it, and then you could put just a touch or two of a stronger colour on stronger brown, but it would only be a touch or two onto, onto it. So that, that's the way you build up all the colours that you've got. Now, I've just given you two examples there. Mm. But if you if you magnified that over a whole picture, that's what I do, folks. That's how, what I do. That's how, how I do it. How do you know when to stop adding little touches of colour in? When's too much? It, when, you, what you're, when you start off, you're looking at the base colours all the time you're looking at the base colours like the two let's go down the road of the warm colours the 273 that colour is the first colour you've got on on your black stripe you then put the next colour on which is 175 for instance now you you could look at that and think okay it's not brown enough I want this to be a blacky brown so therefore you'd use a little touch of maybe 177 into it okay yeah and that would give you a tint of the brown before the black goes on. Mm. Then the black goes on and you have the arrival. So you're just tweaking. Obviously, tweaking. it's very, you know, it is a, it very much a case by case. You have to just see when you're doing it. But you can just tweak. If you put a couple of colours on, you can mm. give it a little hint, a bit more of a bias before you put on the final colour. 
That's right. You can find too that, that we've got so many mem members' pictures now on on the site. You'd almost certainly find some range of colours which are similar to the photograph that you've got. Mm. Bound to be. I, I can't imagine that there wouldn't be. We we say that a lot when we get asked, "Oh, what colours for this? What colours for that?" We can generally point people to a project mm. where those colours or the certain theory of those colours is in. So it's, it's good. Problem, yeah, that's right. What the problem is that they've got their photograph that they've got in front of them, and they they they're you know they they they're looking and thinking. How on earth am I going to find those colours to, to um, do it justice without thinking about exploring other things? And I'm sure this is the case. Otherwise, they'd all do it. They'd all go to... Because the first thing I would look at and say, this is there now. What, what can I find on Colin's site? You've only got to look at all the different pictures. Oh, I don't know. that's very similar. Okay, look at that one. Mm. Look at the build-up of colours. Even if those colours aren't exactly what you're looking for, it gives you the idea of how it's done. Mm. By now, people should really, in all honesty, know um, the colour bands and the colour uh, colours that I use. Well, if you've been listening to 146 podcasts, <laughs> then you're going to have yeah. a lot of knowledge there. Yeah, I, but I, I, I'm not. It, I can understand. It's the biggest problem that I've faced since I started doing demonstrations and meeting the public. It's a question come up over and over again. It used to come up a dozen times more than that in uh, a show, when I did a show. They said, how do you know what colours to use? How do you know what colours? Because it's a build-up process, isn't it? Mm. And very often, if people see me pick, do a picture now, I'll, I'll start off knowing you know roughly what colors i'm going to be looking for and then either change my mind because it's not working or say oh i'm sorry folks uh i need a so-and-so and i haven't got it out how many times do i say yeah you've edited it i haven't got it out give me give me a time and and then i stop the video find the pick color and carry on so i've added now in all my experience i can't tell exactly what colors i'm going to need Mm. It's not until those. It's not until those uh, colours start to build up, and you're looking at the colour of your picture and the reference picture that you're looking at, uh, and looking at it. It's not coming quite as I want it. The other thing you've got to remember all the time is artistic license. You have an artistic license to change things if they work better for you in a certain way. I, I never get a picture where I don't do some kind of change. Mm -hmm. Because it suits me, and it's mm. my picture. Mm. I hope that helps. That does help. I think that helps. Mm. I sent Sandra a link to a blog post that is uh, useful. It's the one where you've done that chart of how to achieve to a certain colour. Um, right. That's uh, it's called layering colours. If people do a search, there's a search function on our website. If they do a search for layering colour, um, mm. you'd get that blog post top hit. And it's got that chart of you did the chimp, you did the German Shepherd, I think you did lots That's of right. um, lots of pinks and all sorts of um, how to get from base to final colour. So, so that's a useful thing as well, visually. But all of what you've described makes sense to me, theory-wise, and I think it's a good way of approaching um, pictures, reference pictures. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. The thing is, don't panic when you get a picture like that. Just uh, work it out. 
don't panic, say, these are my pictures, this is what Colin said, he says it's, it's not as difficult as I think it is, then go down the road that I told you about. I think the pencil on the paper is a good one to start with, on the photograph. Yeah. Finding the colour that you're looking for. Once you've got that colour, that is the final colour, always going to be the final colour, and then you work backwards from that to work out what's the least amount of colours can I get away with to achieve this uh, picture. I mean, if you get if you if you find twenty five colours, you'll find you have a big big problem. Yeah, because you you'll only get to about three or four or five, and then you won't be able to put any more on. So that's the problem. That's why I say you want to do it the least number. That get there in the least amount of colours. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good. Okay. Excellent. Um, so we'll we'll call it a day there. Just to throw these updates at, uh, at everyone now. That's. Uh, that's been wondering what's going on so we've we've put up a new project we'll talk about that next week uh that's a a a new cat that people can learn how to draw so if you're a member of the website you can log in and and, uh learn to draw that new picture um but also we've launched a an online sort of separate online school to our membership and it's only for people that want to buy individual courses um if you're a member you get them all included but if you just want if you're not a member and you just want to do one course, say this new cat, then you can go to um, pastelpencilcourses.com. Uh, that's a, a new website we've launched. It's like a, it's going to be a directory of a lot of the courses that are on the membership site, but they're just going to be individually sold. So if you just want to do one um, or two or three, but you don't want to be a member, then um, then you can do that. So pastelpencilcourses.com to check out the list of courses. And uh, I think there's, oh, at the time of talking, I think there's only eight on there. I think I've done eight, but I've done eight in the last two days. So, And uh, I'm working on another three, folks. Yeah, brilliant. And I've also got about 150 others to add. Oh, <laughs> so oh yes. Oh, yes. It's only those. um so i'm gonna work my way through those but uh that's for for non-members for those that want to just try out uh, a course here and there um so we've launched that as well and this is worldwide steve isn't it oh yes yeah oh yes worldwide worldwide wherever you are folks in the world you can buy one of our courses seven dollars each which which works out at i'll find out um five, £4.58 four right. mm. each. And uh, and as, you, as members know, some of these courses are five hours <laughs> more. Yeah. Um, so a pound an hour, it's not bad if you work that out. But That's right. Anyway, so... It doesn't affect the members at all, though, does it? Oh, or, no, or, they, or get, the they get obviously Everything. the better deal. And the idea is that I think if people, non-members, want to try out a few projects, they can and obviously go for the membership if they want want to. The, the perks to be- member, being a member go beyond the just the projects. It's the community. It's the personal feedback that you offer, Dad, and mm. everything else that goes along with membership. But um, for those that just want the courses, don't want membership, um, then you can try them out. It's a good starting off point, isn't it? Mm. Yes, Yes, definitely. Right. Okay, we'll be back next week with a discussion on the new cat portrait um, picture, and um, we'll leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free 
courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 